Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get Em On Side, the second last round of the year as we march on towards the finals. And we are ready to rock. Uh, and I have to share this. Just prior to coming on, this is two middle-aged men. We're talking about the type of makeup we use. Uh, so I patted on. Uh, Sean, the, the trader who has recently called himself, he walked in today and he said, do you reckon I look like Dan McPherson? <laughs> G'dayin, I tell you not, he said that. I know you'll be listening poolside. We'll get to that very, very shortly. Uh. But... Uh, that's how we started our conversation, uh, didn't we, Cole Miner? Yeah, we did. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> oh, that's all bullshit, by the way, for, for those listening. Um, yeah, how are we? good to be back. I was had the week off last week. Don't believe a word that comes out of Dan's mouth about yeah. the retreat. I was hard at work last week. Big things in the back half of the year for sports pitch. Really? We got the, what have we got? Uh, Soccer World Cup, yes. League World Cup, Spring Carnival. So we were all in a room together. It might have been the best time of year, sure. Might have been a couple of beers had at night just yeah. to sort of bring the team together. But best time of year. Um, and here we are again. Yeah, there you go. Say, say the word, say the word. Second last. <laughs> uh, fewer syllables to say second last. You know what I'm talking about, all the listeners do. who have been part of this program for a long, long time. But let's rip this Band-Aid off. Uh, this is what happened last week. Okay, so just, you know what? It was the threat, oh, wasn't music. it? <laughs> yeah. It was the threat. We threatened our bets. We said if we keep getting two out of three, we're coming up with a meatloaf bet. And as soon as we threatened the two out of three, mm. this is what happened. I took the Parramatta Eels, cruised by the Canterbury Bulldogs. Dan took the Sharks, 13 plus, cruised by Manly. <laughs> Hard to sleep Saturday night. We wake up Saturday night. Canberra Raiders travel to take on Newcastle. Things looking a little bit wobbly. And then the great Coleman, the Daniel <laughs> McPherson lookalike, goes clickety-clack and Hudson Young salutes for the punters at about $13.30, Sean. Yeah, it was about, uh, yeah, that thereabouts, $13.50 or something like that. But I'm filthy at myself because might have been in the Hunter Valley on Saturday mm -hmm. at a friend's birthday winery tour. So I had to treat myself to a few wines that night. was a little bit tired the next day. Might have fell asleep just after kick off of that camera game. Woke up, had missed Hudson Young's oh, try. Absolutely it. filthy at myself. Checked the um, checked the app or the you know the stats of my phone to see his name there, but it's just not the same. No. If I had been awake on the couch, booting him home. But anyway, we'll take it. The Excellent. first the first three from three for the year at a nice little price too. Excellent. I'll tell you what we've been airborne on as well. The Rick Flares. Mm. The Rick Flares have been flying. Look, you're not <laughs> going to get all of them. So it's all about you know if you have a dollar each way on all. All of them gamble responsibly, but we are absolutely charging. Here's what happened last week. Rabbitohs and the Panthers. Dan went Ilya's first try scorer. Yeah, Johnny Boy. That's a big that's a big throw at the stump, so you don't expect them to get out of the line. That's okay. Cowboys and the Warriors. Dan had the team to score double. So it was very, very close. He had the Warriors to score very, very few. Cowboys to score heaps. Very, very close. We missed out on Mam. He didn't score for the Broncos of the Storm, but this is when we start to charge home. I had the Eels 13-plus tick. Dan, Sharks halftime margin 9-plus tick. I had Tigers not to score at all. So close against the Roosters. <laughs> a late try, an intercept by Brent Naden. Uh, Shout-out to, to Jay too, by the way. So Jay, who listens to the podcast, Royalty at Sportsbet, he took the double, which we suggested on here, yes. for two teams to score zero, which happened to be the Tigers and the Sharks. He got the multi of about 300 to one. Both was intercepts in the last 10 minutes. Oh, that is cruel. No, that's actually how I realised Hudson Young had scored, because I woke up to a message yes. from him 
and there might have been a few little expletives. Is he playing us both was, off? Huh? He was. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Oh, so close. So close. Brimson, thank you very much, Dan. He scored, of course, against the St George Illawarra Dragons. And then this was a beauty. Same game multi. We had the Raiders 1-12. Hudson Young, anytime try scorer. But here's what we're going to talk about. I think we have to talk about the James Tamo situation, don't yeah. we? So initially got... Did he get two weeks? He only got two weeks for the verbal um, spray, which was pretty ordinary, um, in my opinion. But then all this sort of... all this chat started to appear, mm. the, the good bloke angle, never be, never done a bad thing in his life, all this garbage, to get him a send-off game in... Is he going to retire? Is he going to England? What's he? I think he's, he's retiring. He's retiring. Yeah. To get a send-off game, they're going to play at Leichhardt in the last... This become... This was the rhetoric all, all week, and then... So they decide to appeal, and he rolls out. He brings the wife to the to the tribunal just oh, to show, just to show family much man. Of a big family man angle. Yeah. I'm a good bloke. Look how good I am. Four, ki- four kids in tow. No, the kids no, were no. Le- kids were left at home. Just brought the wife along. Look how good I am. Real family man. That sort of areas. And lo and behold, he got off. Now I don't know what it is about rugby league and this and the good bloke angle. Like mm. it's it's not how it works. Mate, it, that's how it works in the court of law. The better looking people. <laughs> if you and I both went to the court with the same case, I would cop a bigger charge. Both, we'd both be getting life. Yeah. Throw away the key. Um, yeah. I just I don't know what it is. And yeah, I, I just I don't like the good bloke theories of. Oh, it's his last game. Give him a send-off. That's got nothing to do with it. What he what he said to was it Ben Cummins, I think, um, was very ordinary. And that's just that's sometimes how the how the cards fall. So hard to argue with, but he will get the send-off at Leichhardt Oval. Uh, and I tell you what, that's the final game of the year, yeah. which you've been mm. crunching some numbers. It could yes. be massive. It could be. And I. I would love nothing more than to see the Canberra Raiders go down to Leichhardt Oval. They're probably going to be maybe a dollar ten, dollar fifteen. Need might need to be chasing some points as well. I would love nothing more than them to fall at the final. Oh. that would be to see Ricky kicking a few chairs and spitting on the side. The Raider hater is back. <laughs> oh, be, he'll be so back. I'll, I'll go to that game. If Raiders need to win to make the eight, there I'll be at Leichhardt Oval. Um, I might have borrowed one of your West You're Tigers a cruel jerseys. man. You're a cruel, cruel man, <laughs> Sean Omrod. There's no doubt about that. By the way, what, now what is going on in this world? You're now being papped. So you were at the airport and there's this uh, guy holding behind a pole, hiding behind a pole, uh, snapping you. Mm, with my belt. Half yeah. So I just walked through security and I'm there. You've got to take your belt on, take your jacket off and whatnot. This is before my retreat. I was going in, flying out of Melbourne yeah. last Tuesday. Um, so I'm there wrestling with my belt, trying to get it on as you do through security. And I see this young bloke sort of walking past. He was in sort of tradie gear. And I, thought, oh, I don't know what he's doing. But he had this silly, smirky look on his face. He yeah. looked at me and I thought, yeah, something's not right here. Anyway, I thought nothing of it. Um, put the belt on, went to, the, went to grab a beer as you do before you fly. And then my phone lights up. Is this, is this Sean the Trader spotted at Sydney Airport? Tagged you and yeah, 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 obviously. Yeah, yeah. Clever, clever. Very clever. Uh, so to get some traction. Um, last plane out of Sydney. So there you go. Got papped. Maybe you thought it was Daniel McGregor. And got papped again. I, I didn't know you went to Suncorp Stadium. You're up there holding court. <laughs> and then <laughs> it all come out. NRL Rose Dean, thank you very much oh, for that nomination as well. This is what we also need to talk about. Now, if you reside in and around the Cairns district... <laughs> batting down the hatches. Maybe a good weekend to go away because this fella here is a Bucks party. There's a Bucks yeah. party coming. Yeah, so if I'm not here next week, you probably know why. I've either, mm. I'm either missing an eyebrow or I've got a broken limb or, or something. Hopefully nothing too serious happens. There's some chat around going, 
uh, crocodile, like, you know, dangling an old chicken in front oh, of a yeah. crocodile. That's sort of just to really get under my skin. <laughs> so I don't know what they've got planned. The itinerary, I text my, the, the best man to ask him, I just said, can you give me a, a loose rundown yeah. of the itinerary? Just because the anxiety is oh. the anxiety is absolutely peaking right now. I said, can you just give me a loose itinerary just so I know what's in front of me? And all he wrote back was no. <laughs> just to give you an idea, and I understand and appreciate the anxiety. If the Cobster gave me the wrist for some reason, mm. right? The wrist I am not getting married again purely <laughs> not to have to go through the anxiety of a potential really? Bucks party. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely peaking. And there's a few likely characters uh, on this Bucks. Emac, he's he's the favourite in the betting. Yeah. Uh, $2.50, oh. $2.50 favourite for the Bucks. And seeing a lot of support. But Cairns Cup on Saturday. So if there's any listeners that might be up in Cairns and going to the race on Saturday, keep your eyes peeled for, yeah, a, Pap. for a few lunatics. Pap, Ryan Pappenhausen. <laughs> uh, Rightio, let's get into this, shall we? As we know, Ganeyan has tools down for the year when it comes to Bambi. That's a Bambi in itself. But, Sean, you've been very, very weak in recent years. Have you got something today? I've, I've got a couple. I'm going to start with a little bit of a retro one. So I missed last week, and the weekend before was uh, the City to Surf. Oh, yes. Now, I'm not sure if you, you might have. I know you spoke about something similar on your radio show with mm. Fletch. I'm not sure if you touched on it on the podcast. But if you're doing the City to Surf, and well done, you You've, you've ran 12Ks or 14Ks, 14. but it's a fun run. Yeah. When you get your medal at the end, take it off straight away. <laughs> take the bib off. Don't go walking around. I, w- I, went, I was at a late lunch on that Sunday in Newtown. You're a Grinch, you in are. In Newtown. So yeah. nowhere near the finish line yeah. of the city to surf. And a whole car full of people mm. jumped out, still in active wear, bibs on, yeah. medals around the neck. It's a fun <laughs> It's a fun run. Good Mate. on you. I didn't do it. Well done. Paulie, who's controlling this situation right mm. now, he did it under an hour. He would be just absolutely filthy to you saying this. I know, but I know Paulie, and yeah. he wouldn't be gallivanting It wasn't around. a fun run for it, him. It wouldn't have been gallivanting around town with a medal around his neck looking like an idiot. So, that, that, so there you go. Take your medal off. You've done a fun run. You, you're, not, you're, not, you're not running the Olympics. All right? You're not Peter Bowl. So just get the bib off and move on. But Paulie's been in my ear. He <laughs> said he actually was gallivanting around well, with a and, and medal. Me and Paulie, yeah, we, we, our relationship's over. I'm yep. cutting all ties after that. Um, but the real Bambi for this week, so I was... Um, uh, slandered last week by someone on this very desk who isn't here today. Yes. Dan Ganane okay. accused me of being on a retreat, getting manicures, pedicures, when it was it was actually hard work that was getting done. Now, I think we might have a little graphic here. We're getting very fancy. This featured on one Dan Ganane's Instagram story uh, last night. Now, we are an audio podcast, but we're also on YouTube and KO, so mm. hopefully people are seeing this So right paint now. the picture for but, those but for those, audio. But for those that are only got it in the ear. So this is a photo of Dan poolside. He's got a little desk in front mm. of him. Poolside, though. There's a there's an empty mojito glass, I'm going to say. There's a couple <laughs> of empty whiskey glasses. He's, he's obviously ordered some food. There's a table mm. number there as well, but he's got the rundown yep. of a game that's coming up on the weekend. And it's captioned work with a few little laughy emojis. So it's a very, very thinly veiled yes. office from the day. Look at me. This yep. is how good I've got it. But see, just to the right of the picture there, he's got the Melbourne Storm v. Russell oh, stats. I've got to, the big game. Just to let him know, I'm the big dog when it comes to the Fox Sports really? commentary team. I'm the big dog. Wow. I've got arguably one, arguably one of the biggest games of the year. Mate, he's just spilled his mojito listening to this. Well, yeah, and it wouldn't be his last mojito either, judging by that <laughs> table. It's full of glasses. 
So if you're going to slander people for being in a retreat one week, I don't know about Office of the Day Instagram yeah. posts with mojitos and thinly veiled. Oh, that's good. Very, very thinly veiled. You're back, Sean. You're back. Uh, mine's this. Now, people are very happy to whack Tavita Pangai Jr., David Fafida. They're getting paid so much. Why don't they perform to that level? Blah, blah, blah. They're not the ones who ask for that money. Well, they ask for that money because they can demand it and they get it. But, Sean, this is the thing, right? And... and Rugby league falls into this trap so often. They, they fall in love with the, the mounting yard eye-catching star. Forever and a day, if you picture their upbringing as far as playing rugby league, being the bigger kid. Mm -hmm. But you do get the bigger kids in junior rugby league who just work their backsides off. But you also get the ones who just get them the ball and they're going to score. They haven't had to do all the hard work, right? You get to 20 or thereabouts, things aren't going to change. Yep. Things are not going to change. You are not going to get Tavita Pangai Jr. and David Fafita ever having consistent months where they're highly involved and they're ripping in. That's not the type of player they are. So if you're unhappy with that, blame the people who signed them. For me, David Fafita and his output, he's a centre. I know he played there once and was pretty poor. Valentine Holmes carved him up. But what we've learned about the Gold Coast Titans, the right-hand side itself, the right-hand side itself is a debacle. So it's systematic. So for me, he still is a centre and worth trialling there, David Fafita. Get in the ball, he'll score a 1,000 tries. He's not the guy who's going to be work rate after work rate. That's what I think. Same applies to, to Peter Pangai Jr. People see him. And I remember this last year. There was a stage during the year where Tavita Pangai Jr. for two or three weeks lit it up. They're talking about will he play Origin. And I was shaking my head at the time going, this player is not one of those guys who's going to do this for 12 months. And people now are shaking their head and disappointed for what they got. We know what you're going to get. And that's what they got. Do you agree? Yeah, but you ne we're never going to sit back and, and try and pot the the recruiters or the or, or the agents. Obviously, you go after the player, which which I don't agree with. But the with player's that. doing what the player's yeah. always done their whole yeah. life. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm in the camp of those players like that, forwards of that sort of ilk, and they're very, very good players. They're not, they shouldn't be getting the money that they should be getting, or yeah. the, the, sorry, that they are getting. And that's where it creates a big, um, it creates a big debacle where if, you, if you're gonna pay them those overs, and it is overs, then this is what comes with the territory. It's the same for everyone. Yeah. Hey, ben, ben Hunt went through it, and he's a half, who I believe probably deserves that sort of money. But you get up to the, what was he on, 1.2 yep. or something for a year, then it comes with a, a lot of pressure. Probably easier for a, a, a half or someone to get away with it because they're more involved in the game. Forwards can go missing to the eye, and then big question marks start to get asked. I've got a big stat to reveal after this. Uh, we're going to take a break, uh, give Dan a chance to order another mojito <laughs> while he's poolside. After that, we're going to get stuck into some winners. We're going to find some answers, some clues for round 24. Same game Baldy for tonight. Thoughts on Panthers to win 13 plus? Uh, well, probably not. There's a few injuries this week. All right, we're going back. Cheers, see ya. See ya. Make it look easy with Sportsbet's same game multi. More markets and bigger odds with Sportsbet. 16 games remain before we hit the finals. Uh, many of these games will give us a few clues as to how week one of the finals plays out. The Broncos, some people are saying they are not yet guaranteed their spot. They've got a big game at home. They've got the wobbly boots on as well. The Broncos, Sean, this is a massive, massive game. They met uh, not so long ago. 
Combank Stadium. Broncos $2.35 outsiders here. The Eels $1.60. They won 36 points to 14. It was a dominant win that day by the Broncos, but it came with a few asterisks. Will Pinnacini had 10 in the bin. This was a very forgettable game for Parramatta. Gutherson dropped the ball 20 out. Reynolds scooped upon it, scored four of their six tries were off the boots. So for me, a flattering victory for the Broncos that night. But this is must win. The line is three and a half. The Broncos giving or getting rather. Cobbo has been spotted at training playing I reserve grade. I saw that. Yeah. With Jordan Pereira, Jordan Pereira coming in. Um, coming into his place, which I, I find I find very strange. If that's the change that Kevy's gonna make after the month or whatever they've had, uh, I'm not sure that's really the issue. I think Outside of that change, if that does occur, I think it's the same 17, which is really mind-blowing. He's still running out with Ryan James, Jordan, Ricky. You know, there's some there's some guys there that are that are really out of form, and I, and I question whether they you know should be holding their spot. But he has picked them. I, th this game is as, as tough to try and work out as you'll see all year. Um, I thought initially I thought I'd be on the Broncos being at home and, and Parramatta's patchy form up one week down the next expected to win this game and, and the games they have been expected to win this year they've they've turned up and failed but I look at the forward pack of Brisbane still without Carrigan who is a massive out yep. and you take Cobbo out of the equation I mean that's that's all that's where they're spark that's their spark he and I know I know he's a winger but he provides he provides plenty for them in attack and then I look at the flip side the Parramatta pack, um, that should really trance all over the Broncos. So I initially thought I'd be on the, on the Bronx, but I'm just going to lean the way of the, the Parramatta team looking at those looking at those two forward packs. Yeah, I uh, this is actually swimming against my numbers. My numbers have got the Broncos, but the gut feel is just saying that Parra, based, having looked at that game last time they met, I'm, I'm going to stay with Parramatta here. Tough, tough game. No tip from Dan. So he hasn't sent through any tips. Oh, Pet, has it, hasn't he? Oh, he's got his best bet. We'll get to that a little oh, later. Okay. The, the I think I, did I, send, I think I sent my tips through last week. Yeah, that's, I think that's you okay. did. Yeah. That's, yeah, right. that's okay. Well, you know what you've also put in, Shawnee? Woo! Ric Flair time. <laughs> what do you got? That was a good Ric Flair. Yeah. That, was, that was a great one. Yeah, as I said, very tricky game to try and work out. But one thing we do know, this is a, a huge game in the, the context of both um, teams' finals chances. The Broncos just to play in the semis. Parramatta still somehow chasing a top four spot. So they've got it all to play for. And I think there's a couple of games this week um, that are mini finals. And when I do see that, I mean, if this game was played six, seven, eight weeks ago, I'd be on the over. Mm. It, do, it does look like a lot of points, given the way the Broncos have been defending as well. But this is almost season on the line stuff, certainly for them. Um, and Parramatta just need to win. Four and against is a little bit out of the equation um, for them because they're so far behind Melbourne. They're so far behind the Sharks, rather. I think they just need to win. So I look at the, the unders here. I think it's about 47.5, the normal total. But to go looking for a, a bit of a bigger number, I'm happy to go shopping in the alternative total match points market. Under 40.5 there at the top at about $3.30 or thereabouts. Okay. I think it does it, it does have the hallmarks of a bit of a cagey game with two names that just need to win Broncos to get their season back on track and Parramatta just to keep in touch with that top four. Unders betting and awful margin betting. Awful. You probably should do what you do with Hudson Young. Just be asleep through it. Just miss it all out. <laughs> Warriors take on the Panthers, Shawnee. Here's my crap stat for you here. The Panthers are 
pronounced favourites. A dollar three, thirteen dollars. The Warriors. Jerome Luai comes back. I couldn't believe Martin played last week. I thought for sure mm. he would be out. The market's been everywhere. Twenty and a half it opened. Tick if you got that. Uh, well done if you got that earlier in the week. Uh, yes, and twenty-eight and a half it's gone out to now. Sean, what about this? Let me ask you this, and to our viewers and listeners. Who's been the most dominant team, loaded question of course, for mm. the last two years would you say? Loaded question, I'd say it's the Penrith Panthers. And that's the right answer, they, they most certainly have. So they in the last two years have played seven finals. Of course last year they had to go the long road, they played four, year before they went three. So they've played seven finals in the most dominant two seasons that we've seen from nearly any team. Of those seven games, how many did they win? Uh, four? Five. Five. Five, so that's good. Five from seven. Five from seven's good numbers. Of those seven finals in the last two years, the most dominant team being the Penrith Panthers, of those seven games, they scored more tries than their opponents in those seven games how many times? <laughs> You've told me. Tell me. Once. Is that right? Once. Wow. Can you believe that? In the seven finals games they've played, they've won five, but only once have they scored more tries than their opponents. That, that's, they've scored 18 tries in the last two years in finals. Yeah. They've conceded 18 tries in the finals. I think that's remarkable. That is a crap stat. That's, that's the crappest of crap stats. <laughs> so they find that? I, just, I was just thinking about it. I was thinking, I don't know they've been so dominant in these finals, and that's why I believe that this competition is a long way from being over. Mm. Uh, I, by the way, I'm going Parramatta at the line in the last one. You're going Parramatta in the line as well. I'm, yeah. I'm Parramatta at the line as well. As you said, it did open 20 and a half, so well done to you. Yes. All the early shoppers had their alarms set earlier in the week. That that was just completely wrong, so good on you. I've got this somewhere in the mid-30s. I can't find any upside no. to want me to go anywhere near the Warriors here. They are completely gone. Um, and the Panthers are obviously on a big assault to go back-to-back. -back. Yeah, and they're the ones to beat, deservedly so. I'm just pointing out that stat because Perhaps. we've got to share the details. Uh, woo! <laughs> Let's get into this. Okay, so this was so close to winning last week. Warriors exact total point zero. They scored one try. We'll never know the truth behind it, unless you did your trigonometry with your hypotenuse, your Pythagoras' theorem, uh, theorem rather, etc. Was the Warriors player inside the tent, Sean? <laughs> has, it, has there ever been a rugby league podcast anywhere in the world that's used the word hypotenuse? <laughs> I'd be shocked if there has. Well, that's what Casey Badger needed. Of course. They there's, scored. There's, there's no way. He, of course he was inside the tent. Yeah. Of course he was. So it should have won last week. They're back on the road. You know my theory about <laughs> travelling teams out of contention. I love this. Penrith Panthers, Jerome Luai, Captain Energy Man back. They're ready to screw things down. Zero point seven dollars fifty. Are you half liking that? I love the hypotenuse behind it. Yeah, yeah that's brilliant. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so what you do is you get the square of two. Uh, Storm taking on the Roosters, Shawnee. This is a beauty. And if you haven't yet realised, Dan is currently studying for this game. Is he calling this yeah, game? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, apparently, I, I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have known that Dan was calling that game. Um, this, this, this is, and like we're taking the piss out of him there, but this is an absolute crackerjack game. Cracker. And he has got the he's got the pick of the pick of the round. What about the the Roosters in? So they get Lindsay Collins and Takiaho back. They're just it, it's all starting to come together for them. Yep. Um, and I I'm re really keen to be on the Roosters here. The Storm. I know put the they put the knife through the Broncos. Quite easily, Broncos were terrible and have been. Sixty-six yeah. missed tackles. Yeah, that's 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 deplorable. Um, yes, that's the result. The, the week before that, Penrith had. I've never seen a team have so many chances to put a score on the board and not be able to do it. Um, yeah, Storm defended well, but there was really nothing thrown at them. So I think 
maybe the recent storm has got uh, the recent form of the storm rather has got them going a little bit better than potentially what they are. I've mentioned it in the Broncos para game. This is a huge match again in the context of both uh, team seasons. The Roosters just have to keep winning to make sure they play finals again. The Storm. Um, need to lock in that top four spot. I, I feel this is going to be a very, very tight match-up. Two of the, the best teams that we've seen in the last, what, 10 years, yep. if not longer. Um, I'll, be on, I'll be on the Roosters with the start here. Four and a half, I think, is a, a good bet in, in what I expect to be a pretty low-scoring game. Uh, yes, uh, the line, uh, four and a half. I've got to take that as well. I think it's flip of the coin-ish, this particular game. Robinson versus Bellamy. It's a cracker. So I think we're all aligned at this stage. We've got the Eels minus three and a half. We've got the Panthers minus 28 and a half. Mm-hmm. And we both have the Roosters plus four and a half. Uh, give us a woo, Shawnee. Woo! I'm go- We've had some success with this one at a big price before. This is my Ricardo flair in this game. When I think it's going to be a, a, a low-scoring tight sort of game, I look to the, the first-half markets. I don't mind the Roosters' first-half plus. You might get plus two or thereabouts. But the half-time draw is where I'm going to play in here. Nine bucks looks very, very big to me. I think it's going to be a pretty cagey sort of affair at night in Melbourne. going to be cold, dewy down there. I think it's... I think this is all set up for a real classic. So when, when I'm expecting it to do a tight game, that $9 looks pretty attractive. I like that. I really do. Uh, Raiders take on Manly. Now, when I think about the Raiders and Manly, I was at this game as a young kid, and it was a semi-final, a minor semi-final. The likes of Cliffy Lyons, etc., playing early days at the old Sydney football stadium. Gary Coyne, quick tap, the back rower gets four. And it reminds me of uh, Nat Butcher having uh, got four on the weekend. Yes. So there you go. This is a big game coming up. And a lot of people watching this game, a lot of people in the top eight, fans of the top eight, are sweating on the Raiders to get rolled here. Obviously, if you're a Raiders fan, you're thinking otherwise. The start, Sean, is 13.5. It opened at 10.5. It has drifted. Uh, Again, we're seeing a team on the road out of contention. Manly last time on the road, they went up to the Gold Coast and got whacked. Last week, whacked by the Cronulla Sharks. Daly Cherry Evans has come out and said they're trying, but they are heavily out of sorts, big names not playing. I'm very keen on the Raiders, very, very keen on the Raiders to win this and cover the 13 and a half. How are you playing it? Yeah, I'm with them here, but they just don't seem to cover these big starts. They've been, I don't have it in front of me, I, I apologise. Well, they haven't been at home. They're, they've been winning one of the 12 nearly every time. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's the only query I've, I've got about it. I don't have the numbers of them of covering uh, minuses when they had been favourites, but I think you can safely, or we can all agree that Manly have completely put the queue in the rack. Um, we saw it last week. They now travel down to, down to Canberra. Raiders must win game. They need for and against as well. So you've got a lot on your side, and the market's worked it out 10.5 up to what is it now? 13.5. Yep. I made it slightly bigger with a bit of um, you know manly season, season over mayonnaise squeezed on top. So I'm, I'm leaning the way of the Raiders, but they're, they're a bit of a hard team to, to trust when giving mm. away a big start. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Uh, woo to the who, though. This is how I'm doing this. Um, you can find with sports bet, and it's this time of year where teams are putting on a score. Now, there is the highest team to score market for the round. And I'm going to have a throw at the, dump, at the stumps, rather. Raiders, $6.50. Raiders, $6.50. Now, Shawnee, if you were thinking in this market, I like Raiders at $6.50. I wouldn't be afraid of the Titans either, by the way. But is there a team that you see that you'd be looking to score the most points this round? Um, well, this one jumps out. Day game immediately sort of leans towards points. We know they're chasing points as well. Um, that's probably the one that jumps out at me. The Titans-Knights game, that should 
have a ton of points. Yes. But two pretty ordinary teams don't really love that. No, I think I'm with you here. The Raiders, the Raiders does jump out. Just on that too, try score a bingo this week. Sugar's try score a bingo. One of the options is for X amount of teams to score or X amount of games to have X amount of points. So I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but it's worth looking into that there. Uh, the Sharkies taking on the Bulldogs, Sean, another market which has moved dramatically. Open, opened at 12 and a half. <laughs> it opened at 12 and a half and the punter said, yes, please. Uh, 22 and a half uh, as we record here. 22 and a half start. The Bulldogs are getting. Uh, I'm... I was very keen on the 12 and a half. In fact, I made it my best bet of the week because the line moved. I've now got to pivot. I'll, I'll go with the minus, but uh, nowhere near as confident. Yeah, this, I mean, obviously the opening line was was a bet and was was clearly wrong. And the punters have stepped in to, to shape that into line. Is 22 and a half getting a little bit punchy it, though? It is. I, I think so. Although, from what I've seen from the from the doggies the last two weeks, they're very much in the camp of um, the Warriors and the Manlies of the of the competition. Yep. Where unsubscribed. They, they've unsubscribed, um, not suffering from injuries or anything. They've just completely put the queue in the rack. And obviously the Sharkies, they're, they're gunning for um, a top two spot. So they've got it all to play for. So I think we're getting to a number now where I probably couldn't bet at minus 22 and a half, because that, that's a big number. But Shark Park, Saturday afternoon, I think I could only tip that way. Yep, I'm the same, but uh, this is not a game I'm super confident now at the line. I think it's pretty much bang on. Uh, Ricardo, take my, it away. Yeah, my Ricardo. So big um, Sifatelikai is back this week. And this is purely just based on um, the, the numbers on the left and right for these two teams. The doggies, I mean, to be fair, to them, they, they concede all over the park, but their right edge defence has been pretty poor this year. The big fella comes back, expecting them to put on a, a few points given the given the line and the conditions down there at Shark Park. So two or more immediately jumps out at me. I think it's a better bet than him just to score one and a bet even money. So you're getting above six dollars for the big fella there. Two or more tries. This game's a cracker. I, I don't quite know where both these teams are at. I've got a hunch. I think the Cowboys are legit. Tom Dearden is a massive out. They take on the Rabbitohs. Six and a half start. They are the team running second at the moment. <coughs> the Cowboys. Six and a half start. I am leaning that way. i tell you why I'm leaning this way, Sean, because if they come down here and win the game... I wouldn't be surprised if next week they're favourites against the Panthers. The Panthers and Ivan send everyone up on the plane. Mm. So therefore, with that in mind, the Sharks have got to win both, which expect they will win both. The Cowboys have got to win both to keep the home final. Now, if they do that, they'll have three games in a row. The home game against Penrith and their two finals will be at home. So they could have three games in a row and the only time they'd come back down to Sydney would be to go to this venue, venue Accor Stadium, for a grand final mm. would be the only time they'd come down to Sydney. So I think Todd Payton will be saying to this team, boys, this is it. This is our grand final dress rehearsal. I wouldn't be surprised if they even warmed up inside the sheds. No, Tommy didn't. I'm going to go the Cowboys plus six and a half. Well, what's he worth to you, Tom Didden? Warmed up in, inside the sheds? Yeah. What's that, what's that well, that's what you've got to do grand final day. You're not allowed onto this, the field. I, I reckon they will treat it as if I don't know this where is grand final day. I don't know where you find this stuff. That is outstanding. That's worth Jeez, at least. I hope they do. That's worth at least half a point. I think warming up <laughs> in the sheds. Tom Tom did, and I don't I don't think he's worth I don't think he's worth a great deal. It might be a, a point point and a half. I, I think I think I'm okay with the the drink water two six. Just run, Scotty. Put the put the passing away. I just want you to run, um, which so, Dean does. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm okay with that. Hammer to fullback. Yeah, as long as he catches the ball, I think they'll be they'll be fine. Um, 
I'm throwing this game in the same bracket as Storm Roosters, Broncos, Para. This is a game where both teams don't have to win big. They just have to win. South, South win this game. They're playing finals. Cowboys win this game. They're almost locked into that second spot. So we're, we're talking serious stuff to play for here. And again, it's a massive total, 48 and a half. Again, if it was six weeks ago, I can see that. But in games like these, we are now in the sort of finals mentality where it is... I don't want to lose this game, yep. um, and that's how they're going to approach it. Which so I'm, I'm leaning towards the unders, but then immediately I, th- I look at the plus six and a half. I think that jumps out at me as well. So I think we're both on the Cowboys here. Yeah, we certainly are. We are aligned, Shawnee boy, which could be a concern. Uh, woo! I have got the cow, the cows head to head at the price. Cody Walker. I just feel like with the finals around the corner, he scored two against Parramatta. He scored against Penrith. He's in a mood at the moment. So Cody Walker, and this is when you get the better price, $8 for this particular same game multi. Cody Walker to score, and then you swim against the tide and go Cowboys head-to-head, 8 bucks. I quite like that as a bet. Dragons taking on the Tigers, uh, both merger clubs, and uh, this will get you fired up, Tigers fans. It's been a long old season. Have a look at this. Back in two 2005, the preliminary final, the Dragons, the Tigers, Sydney Football Stadium. It's the penultimate weekend of the 2005 season and we have a real David and Goliath situation on our hands in the preliminary final. Nathan Brown's star-studded Dragons side up against Tim Sheen's youthful Tigers. Despite being classed as underdogs, West opened the scoring after just three minutes through Mr Magic himself, Benji Marshall. And they soon went back-to-back when Dean Hallitow pushed past a trio of Dragons to score the Tigers' second. Hallitow, he's over! Hallitow looks to put it down! The Dragons got on the board in the 26th minute when Wesnagama streaked away down the sideline. Here go the Dragons! Here comes their first try! He's going over Nagama to put it down! But the Tigers led 16 points to 6 at the break when Chris Hyington bustled over from short range. Catch and pass, catch and pass, they're over again. They're over again. St George Illawarra captain Trent Barrett got his side back within four points 13 minutes after the resumption. Barrett scores. But the Tigers managed to seal the deal just three minutes later when quick hands down the left edge allowed Hallitow to complete his brace, setting up one of the most unlikely grand final appearances in recent memory. Final score, Tigers 20, Dragons 10. Great memories for the Tigers fans there. Everyone was expecting that year the Dragons to go to the final to meet the Parramatta Eels. Now, with the merger club, Shawnee, even though we're 20-odd years down the track, fans still get annoyed. You know, <laughs> it's not the Tigers, it's the West Tigers, it's not the Dragons, it's St George Illawarra Dragons, right? So they get very upset about it. But I do understand this week, uh, based on the Tigers conceding 72 points, there are Tigers fans now asking for them to be called West. <laughs> ah, that's sad. But anyway, the Tigers... Tigers taking on the Dragons. I'm Shawnee Boy. I'm going to go the way of the Dragons. And my sole reason here, well, there's two reasons. Good kids coming through. So Talatau Mone, five tries in the last two weeks, a treble and a double. He's flying. Sullivan was good at a dummy half. Uh, Does Sloan get more time? I just think with this particular game being an afternoon game, Sloan might go berserk. Sullivan, likewise, a Mone. But Ben Hunt is still in the mix for a Dallium. And you don't get a chance to win those every day. So I think he's going to have the team most fired up. I think the team will be fired up to try and get him over the line. Yeah, you alluded me to that angle a couple of days ago, and I, and I do like it. I was just falling into the, the bucket of 
think the Dragons are still trying. West Tigers are not. They've, they're in the same bracket as the other three teams that I mentioned before. Completely gone. Have put the queue in the rackets all over. I think this might have jumped, uh, opened up rather seven and a half, and it is on the way up eight and a half at the moment. That's only going to creep north. I think this might jump double figures. Yep. Um, I've got to be on the I've got to be on the Dragons minus here. I'm pretty confident about it too. It was it was close to being a best bet, but with them being out of contention, it was a little bit hard to trust to really lock and load. I was very close to doing the same. I've got to mark double figures there as well. As far as the woo goes for Ric Flair. Woo! Um, yeah, so I'm alluding. Here we go. The crowd's <laughs> up and about. It's taken them far too long. This is the seventh game of the yeah. round. They've only just started. Um, Second last, yeah. So keen on the minus, but I think there's probably a bit more upside in looking for a, a margin. 19 plus jumps out. I wouldn't even steer out of going higher than that but at $2.95 almost 3 bucks, Dragons 19 plus does jump out but I wouldn't yeah as I said I wouldn't talk you out of 24, 26, 28 you can go creeping down that pick your own line page and get a little bit fruity and get a bigger number for yourself Are they candidates for the highest score or two? Dragons? But yes anyone playing West Tigers on any given week <laughs> is a candidate for the highest scoring team so yeah but be warned, it is the penultimate game in the penultimate oh, round. You said it. Uh, yes, can't believe I did that. Titans take on the Newcastle Knights. Just a blockbuster, saving the best for last year. The last time they met, Stixie Lee. Eddie Lee scored five tries. Sticks, he did too. He did. He was on fire, Edric Lee. This time they're on the road and this time despised the outsiders. This was the game that effectively uh, ruined the season for the Gold Coast Titans. $2.75 the Knights, $1.45. In fact, I should mention too, yeah, eight and a half, as you said, the Tigers. We're both going the Dragons to cover that. The line on this one here, it opened at six and a half. It's also creeping seven and a half. That's what the Knights are getting. I found this very, very hard. In fact, I found this the hardest game of the year to pick, of the week to pick. Well, it could be the hardest game of the year to try and work out. Two teams that have, that have packed up for the year, although I think the Knights are still trying. I, I mean, they were in that game for certainly a half last week against the Raiders. Um, and Ford on, you know... Um, in the second half. So I think they're still having a go. There was question marks around whether they were still playing for Adam O'Brien. From what I've seen, it looks like they still are. He's still riding every tackle, every um, pass in that coach's box. He, he needs a win more than any bloke in, on this planet. So I think they're still trying. Going up to Seabus Super Stadium on a Sunday afternoon doesn't and shouldn't send you know shockwaves through any team in the comp. It's not a, it's, it's not a big ask. So... It, I actually thought this game would go the other way, open six, but it's going north, yeah. I, which surprised me. I, I think I want to be on the Knights, but, yeah, I mean, how can you bet in this game with confidence? I think the one area you want to play in is a total match points. I'm going to go the Titans, actually. I'm just staying with the theory. The teams on the road the last three weeks out of contention, 12 of 13 have won. The only team who lost, that was the Tigers, who were out hosting the Newcastle Knights. And the in those 13 games, the differential is 320. So they're getting spanked, absolutely spanked teams on the road out of contention. So with that, I'm on the Titans, which I think is basically the only one we'll disagree with. Uh... It is. The only one we've disagreed with. Feast or famine. So there you go. Why don't you parlay up our selections and see how you go there. Uh, as far as the woo, the last woo of round 24, <laughs> this guy here, Shawnee, he's on a run. He's a very, very good player. He's not the highest paid back rower in the team, but no, for me, not. he's the best back rower in the team. Both for more. Three weeks in a row, he's scored. Four tries in the last three weeks. $2.65. Flimsy right edge for the Newcastle Knights. I've got to be on Bo for more. And I'll tell you who I'm, I'm loving. He's $1.65, but I think he's a great little player. Uh, Jojo Fafita. 
little drive-by for Dave Fafita there as well. Well, he's the, the best. There. He, he yeah. is the most consistent. If I had to take one of those two at the money, I'm both for more every single drive day of by. week. Still a drive-by. <laughs> yeah, whack. <laughs> OK, let's do this. <clears throat> yes, in case you forgot, uh, three from three last week, punters. $13.50, <laughs> the best bet, multi. Sean will make sure they get them on side. Multi is up this week. Absolutely. Dan has faxed through. So uh, he's written it on the slip, the receipt there, poolside. Has he, he done, has he actually done some work? He, he said to the young lady who served him the mojito, he said, would you mind faxing this to the boys? Uh, I want to take the Eels minus three and a half. So there you go, Dan. Dan is kicking us off minus three and a half. Sean, you're, you have taken on the blockbuster. I have. And I think Dan and I might be calling this game. I'm not sure. <laughs> I need to go and check the socials just to work that one out. Yeah, I, this... It, it just reeks of a blockbuster. It reeks of a low-scoring finals-type atmosphere um, and game. So I immediately look at the at the unders and the totals at the uh, line as well. Roosters plus four and a half. I think they can definitely win off the stick. Huge game in terms of their season. Plus four and a half. I, and I hope it lives up to its expectations. It does look like an absolute cracker, this game. Cowboys last year had the worst defence in the competition. This year they have the second best. They are a very, very good side. Uh, six and a half start for a team running second. So deep in the competition. I've just got to take it. I know Tommy Dearden's out, but just getting a little bit more than a try start. I'm on the Cowboys plus six and a half. Where do we find the bet again, Shawnee, for those new to the program? So it'll be Rugby League. Go on the app Rugby League uh, NRL Extra Markets, I believe it's called, or something very similar. It'll be there. Get them on side multi. Um... Yeah, can we, is go, there some, can we go back to back? Is there, there's rumour getting around here in the walls of uh, Get Em On Side that uh, our man Stevie mm. has got the meatloaf bet mm. coming up. Can you explain that? Yeah, there might be a little graphic it has been worked on behind the scenes mm. at Sportsbet, the meatloaf multi, because we were going so close week after week after week. We come up with the idea, let's just go two out of three. Yeah. As the great man said, two out of three ain't bad. We might put it to bed this week because we're, we're on a high, we're on a roll. We've yeah. got three from three, so we're going to give it a week off, but it'll be back for the last reason, not the penultimate round, the last round of the yes. year. Yep. Perfect, yeah. perfect. Well, there you go. Well, that's us. That's us done. Dan, we miss you. We look forward to getting you back next week. Where is where is Dan? Have we got any... Oh, there he is, just <laughs> at the poolside there. Is that a fresh mojito glass? He is calling the Melbourne he Storm. He is calling the Melbourne Storm there game. There you go. Wow. Mm. Oh, there you Could go. he get any more glasses on that, <laughs> on that small tape? <laughs> oh, oh, good on you, Daniel. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Uh, that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, if you are having a punt, of course, over the weekend, make sure you take a sec before you bet. It is the absolute best way to keep... You're betting in check so you can have fun and gamble responsibly by setting up a deposit limit. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, everyone, please keep in mind this bloke here on his Bucks party. <laughs> Sean, all the best and we hope to get you back next week. I uh, hope I'm here. You'll know why if I'm not. But yeah, <laughs> give me strength. See you next week, folks.